The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. It's like I fell through the trap door. That bit was sick. And I remember writing that and kind of being a little spaced out like, yes, this is going to fucking rip. What's up, Lightweights Podcast? Today's guest, we have Ben Barlow, lead singer of the band Neck Deep. I met up with him here at a show in LA and we got to talk all about the new album. Honestly, we booked all that stuff before we booked any shows. and That's so funny. Yeah, that was honestly one of the smartest things we ever did. And the footage from those shows, like I think, got us a record deal. Ben spills some truths about how it almost didn't happen. Did the album almost not come to life very nearly yeah it was a uh, pretty serious conversation his biggest influences encounters with seth rollins from wwe he was hanging out he was like pouring beers down people's throats while we were getting tattooed and, <laughs> and everything else in between if you don't know neck deep has been a band for almost 14 years they have five albums and they just came out with their brand new self-titled album neck deep so if you don't know my name's joe thanks for clicking on the lightweights podcast make sure to subscribe as we have tons of other artists that you might be a fan of do it for a part of me do it for december <laughs> enjoy this episode with ben from neck deep beginning of tour you just re-entered the billboard artist 100 chart self-titled album out now how are you doing good man it's good it's good to be back active uh playing new stuff like i feel like covid set us back a couple a couple years literally so it's good to be like back up to speed and uh yeah everything's been super fun so yeah stoked how's the audience been receiving the new songs really well actually yeah like the singles are going down super well uh we're playing around with some other stuff at the minute just like taking some stuff in and out of the set to see how it goes so um but generally it fits it fits in real well with the old stuff especially dumbstruck dumbstruck's going down super well bricks they're already like big live songs so yeah stoked are any of the new songs now the closing song oh nah we're still closing on in bloom it's a nice it's a nice sing along it rounds it rounds things up nicely so yeah we, we still play the hits as well we're trying to people will always complain is what it is we got so many songs now and like we have such a split fan base on like which is their favorite i think life's not to get used everyone's like unanimous like that was their favorite neck deep record and i think there's a lot of nostalgia tied to that which is uh, which is cool um but we've always got fans asking for different stuff. It's always like, play more wishful thinking. And then when we play it, nobody cares because it's just like a few people online who are like, play that. Do you have a favorite album to listen to versus playing live? I'd probably be biased to say the new stuff because I'm always just going to kind of be obsessed with the last thing that we did. I don't know. It's weird, man. Like we did a signing in a store the other day and like they were playing just like a just like a random neck deep playlist and like some of the songs i think like have really held up well and then some of them i'm like damn we're such better songwriters now you know what i mean like and i think a lot of those songs songs that people love and i'm just sit, sat there like damn my voice sounds so different we were like so young when we wrote this kind of thing you know what i mean so i think that was kind of the beauty of neck deep in a, in a way as well is like we kind of grew up doing this everybody kind of saw us as like teenagers like being vulnerable and like trying new things you know so um i think people get attached to that but i i, I love the new stuff i think where we're going and i'm kind of 
the point that we're at as songwriters is probably the the strongest it's been so yeah i'm just stoked to keep riding this train i think i think we hit on something cool with this record and just kind of take that a little further i think I, I hope that some of our later stuff will you know not replace some of the older stuff but will will mean as much to people as as uh, will connect as well i guess with uh, as some of the older stuff so but yeah i think this is definitely the first step in that for sure you're now a band for 12 years mm. yeah that's time. crazy yeah it's taken a minute for us i think to like kind of get to grips with like oh damn like for a long time we were like this new popping band and like I think for a long time people saw us as that for a while and then all of a sudden again i think post covid because we kind of lost a couple years it was like oh they've been around for 10 years that's like you know maybe they're and you know they're still kind of killed still successful so it's like we've kind of transitioned into being this like kind of new if you know like you know if you know kind of band to like ah oh, you know like pretty pretty staple within alternative music i guess and still got room to grow so find ourselves in kind of a cool position i think is there a song or an album that you think really pushed it for you yeah, definitely Life's Not Skate. That was definitely the record that, like, I think we wrote some songs that, like, genuinely meant something to people and did exactly what we'd hoped to do. And I think it didn't sound like anyone else. Kind of defined our sound a, a little more. Um, it was less scrappy. And, yeah, I just think very memorable songs for people. Um, so, yeah, I think that will will forever kind of be a big cornerstone record for us, which is important. you got to have those records as a band, you know. And I think it's good to have a big catalog that, like, everything is a little different or you can see that development and um jump back to older stuff but you know the newer stuff still kind of holds up as well i think a band's with like long careers like i think like the chili peppers with that sort of stuff and i even think a blink to a degree with it as well because like blink it took three four albums i think before they they did stuff chili peppers had like a bunch of albums before they like reinvented themselves in the early 2000s and like had all these you know great records that you know are now their staple staple records so it's like i think we're just in this point at this point now where it's like if we can keep writing great records that people love um and kind of remember what people love about us then yeah, i think we'll be onto a winner i don't see why we can't do this till we're 40 you know maybe older <laughs> you grew up listening to blink you mentioned in a previous interview too that you went to busted shows yeah oh god yeah that was my first like i think busted was probably again i was like eight years old so i was kind of like i knew it wasn't like american kind of really authentic i knew that it was like more pop geared towards a kind of british pop audience i guess but for me to just kind of have that as a little kid was really cool and so my sister and my sister who's like way older than us and who was you know a, a child of the 90s and the early 2000s so anything sort of like boy bandy or poppy or pop culture she was super onto so she took us to see them and i think even getting that experience of seeing a band a big like rock band early was was cool but then um yeah busted was busted was a yeah i think they were, they were a cool band at the time for sure i loved the two records that they put out as a kid they were great yeah. it's so funny because i played pickleball with james okay nice and nice. we were listening to your album and because you did a feature on their new album yeah how'd that go down that was great honestly that went down super super well obviously they got a number one with that record so it shows that you know people busted really was like a, a, a moment that people loved and i think even the new stuff that they're writing is pretty cool too and like um yeah i i it was just a case of do you want to do it yeah and luckily they asked me to do my favorite song as well oh, that's always, awesome yeah because i could always hear blink and i can always definitely hear like all of my influences in busted 100 percent. and so that one was one that i used to like play on acoustic all the time and it was like my one of my go-to like 
teenage like oh play busted <laughs> yeah it's what it is i'm, I'm not shy I'm, i've never claimed to be cool i like busted when i was a kid but hey i think uh all of that influence at such a young age is kind of what got me here i guess your new album just came out so what anticipation was there before and how do you feel now that it is out to the public and people are perceiving it incredibly um i don't know in a way i think like the there wasn't like a ton of pressure on us to make a record i think maybe internally we were like we wanted to make we, we knew what we wanted to do with this record i think like fans are just happy that it's fast energetic pop punk again and we're kind of having fun with it um so i think now yeah again the pressure's off like i said we found ourselves in a kind of unique position where like we all get on super well we're all very comfortable we all like have a very clear idea of what we want to do with the band and so it seems like it's kind of had the seal of approval from fans you know what i mean it's almost been like this is the this is the uh this is what this is what we want to see from neck deep you know because we do read stuff and seb seb long before uh he was kind of in the band ran like a lot of our social media and was very much like the dude behind his computer he was making all our records so he was always very <laughs> in tune with what forums were saying and this kind of stuff um and generally it's it's good you know i think we're um yeah, it's got the Reddit seal of approval for the most part, I think. Did the album almost not come to life? Mm. Very nearly, yeah. It was, uh, we had some, yeah, pretty serious conversations. And more of this, like, we knew that we could do it. And we knew that deep down all of us were feeling the same sort of thing. And we knew that we could save this record. But it was like, for a minute, it was pretty ropey. And we did waste, like, so it took a while. I think it maybe could have ended up being a little bit longer had we have, like, not lost, like, a month or so in the middle of everything, you know? Like, more uh, tracks? Yeah, I think maybe maybe could have got one or two more out. But um, it's always good to have a couple in the vault Ooh. anyway. And, like, we're not the type to be, like, we're going to put songs on there that we're not, that we haven't had the time to, like, really give everything to because we pushed it you know i think we probably pushed it back a couple months at least from uh when it was originally meant to come out so just how things worked out but yeah we had to kind of wrangle things right in the middle of the process had to go and sit in a coffee shop and kind of have some real conversations and feel awful for a day or two and then um yeah pulled it together back at home though i think like ultimately ended up being what the record needed because that's how we used to make records anyway was sitting in seb's bedroom and all kind of crowding around him on a computer and just throwing ideas around and making the songs good so kind of being able to do that in our own space we have like a warehouse now that we store stuff and just hang out in and so yeah that ended up being i think the kind of essence of the album was the fact that we could go and do that yeah because you guys were recording you didn't like the way it was sounding mm. so you scrapped it started all over again how far into the process were you guys where you realized this just wasn't working <laughs> relatively quickly i think it was like like 10 percent. yeah maybe maybe t yeah I in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we hype ourselves up thinking we could pull one of the best autographs in the game but guess what with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com the only repack that provides real value a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one now when i buy slab packs on arena club it finally feels like i know what i'm getting what i love is the display of the available 
available cards, the hit rates, and the grading. Arena is a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying. And with Arena Club Slab Packs, they're revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash lightweights. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, go to arenaclub.com slash lightweights for 10% off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immersifies you in the language that you want to learn. Maybe you have an upcoming international trip or you want to connect with a family or a friend. I know a lot of people who want to learn a new language just to pick up a new hobby. I can personally attest to this as I used Rosetta Stone when I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It helped me brush up on the Italian that I learned back in school and I was able to get through the land and speak the native language. It made it so much more fun, plus my wife loved it. They're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language. Plus, there's lifetime membership and access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off that language learning. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language learning courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's the Joe Guarantee. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I'd say it probably was about 10% of the way in, but we we knew kind of straight away as well. Like We weren't super confident. We were out in the valley, like... Way Calabasas, up in like Calabasas, and, it's, and it sucked up there. Like, not a lot happening around there. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, and that's coming from a guy who lives in North Wales. And I was like, damn, there's not much to do around here. But I don't know. Uh, it, it was okay. I mean, I don't want to be one to complain, but we were kind of like isolated a little bit. Like the vibe, like as much as like the things went sound in the way that we wanted to, just like the vibe just felt off. It just did, just didn't feel like the place that we wanted to make a record. I don't think. And um Again, you know that that stuff is super important. I think you're the like, you know, what you surround yourself with is definitely um, going to be conducive to making good music for sure. And if we weren't having the best time, it was kind of like, look, well, let's get comfortable. Let's be able to go home after the studio every day. Let's be able to bring our dogs in. Let's be able to just do whatever we want. So um, yeah, definitely paid off. It, it felt it felt ropey for a minute at first. We were like, damn, this is a lot, especially for Seb to produce a whole record is. A lot of work, so props to Seb, but yeah, I think it's the way forward. Did he pre-produce it too? 
Uh, yeah, to a degree. Just like, demos? Yeah, we always pre Boaseb anyway. So, like, again, we had a lot of the record written. Like, it's not like the songs massively changed or anything. It was just a lot of, like, sonic stuff and maybe just, like, just little songwritery things, a lot of structural stuff. And, um, yeah, sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. And, um, yeah, I think working with producers can be amazing if you find someone that you click with, but it's also good to trust yourself and know, especially after 10, 12 years of doing it, like, we're kind of like, we're not going to concede any ground to anyone, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after 10, 12 years, like you said, do you even get nervous before shows anymore? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Festivals, too? A little bit. It depends what mood I'm in, 100%. It depends what mood I'm in. So, like... What's the vibe today? I've had a, I've had a, a, a hectic kind of day. LA show is always hectic, man. So, yeah, God got two coffees got some nice caffeinated <laughs> you know early early anxiety through the day where i'm like damn too much coffee watch watch the football which is again more anxiety but my dog's not good today he's in the vets like the overnight vets oh i'm sorry uh, yeah that's uh, it sucks but you know that's the kind of the reality of being on tour you miss stuff when you get home and i think the older we get as well the more that like a home life is kind of important we all have a lot of commitments so that's a, that's an, been an interesting transition of like damn okay have real responsibilities outside of just playing a show every night you know but is is my girl's holding it down she's she's all good but um so today but I, I was actually thinking that stress and that like initial anxiety in the morning again maybe the coffee but um I think we'll play for a good show. I think like it'll help me kind of lock in a little bit. I won't. I won't be thinking too much about like, you know, is the, is the crowd into it? Are they singing along? Are they doing their thing? Because I'll probably just be like, whatever. I've had a weird day, and so it's good for me to just get it out in a way. What's yeah. your coffee order? Flat white every time. Man. Every I'm, time. I'm a I'm a big espresso guy. Yeah, I went hard on it. I uh, I got I got a coffee machine at home. I can can pour a decent flat white america does not do a very good flat white though i will say <laughs> there are many times where it's like that is a, that's a fucking latte straight up but hey i won't i won't i won't get too british about it i won't stick my pinky out over it but yeah it's one of those um but, do you stand by starbucks or anything nah nah starbucks sucks Pete's? like Mm, Pete's is fine. Pete's is fine. <laughs> Starbucks is no. Starbucks is consistent around the world, and I will take it at, at the in an absolute pinch. But I'll try and avoid it. Um, I don't know. I'm looking for something with a flashy branding. Give me something with like minimal branding and like <laughs> a minimalist <laughs> setting. And I'm like, ah, this is probably gonna be good coffee. So yeah, I'm a sucker for anything well branded, I guess. But. Um, yeah, I, I try and avoid like chains. Really, I do, I will be snooty about Mom it. Mum pop. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And just like if we can make if we can like make decent coffee on the bus, I'm down. If someone's got like some beans that'll grind up, then yeah. I mean, I'm fairly into my like outside of music, food and coffee and just shoving shit in my mouth is kind of <laughs> what I'm trying to <laughs> what I'm interested in uh, or have been for a long time anyway. So yeah, coffee is one of the the few things that I'm I'm pretty into. So I, yeah. get, I get a little bit a little bit particular about it but is what it is what would you say is the definition of a good show for you at this point in your career um big sing-alongs just like big mosh pits i want to i want to i want to see more consistent mosh pits i think because we have such a wide fan base some fans like want to do that some fans don't but um if there's a big pit i'm very happy do you if mosh I yourself 
Yeah, a little bit on stage. It's it's fucking hard to mosh and sing well. What about when you're in the crowd for another artist? Uh, yeah, every now and again. The last time I moshed was uh, actually actually a good one. I, m- I might leave it on this until the next opportunity comes along, but it was Power Trip and Turnstile and um, Kill Switch and Gage. Oh, wow. At, yeah, really random, but Kill Switch headline and then Turnstile and Power Trip. And um, it was a South by Southwest, and that was that was the last time I moshed, yeah. It was good. <laughs> It was a good time. That was a very, very good show, actually. So, have you ever done a wall of death? Um, maybe back at no like, way. Oh, what? Like been in one? Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I've been in one, but not a very. It would. It wouldn't have been like an intense one because we used to have like. See, this is the thing as well with the rise of like emo night and shit around here. Like, we've had terrible like budget versions of that in the uk for so long like rock and emo nights i think like i think emo night turns it up and does it really really well and um just the fact that it's an event that people are into is cool but shout out tj yeah 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 we love it i've honestly had some wild times at emo night but we've had them in the uk for a long time and so coming over here and and seeing emo night is kind of crazy but um I would have done a wall of death at like so we, they used to be so popular in the UK that we had under 18s like hot like metal it was called rebellion where people just went to like mosh and hang out I guess and would have done a little one there but I think my like yeah like wall of death and like pyramids in the pit and all this kind of shit and like rowing in the pit and all that sort of stuff I'm I'm not the biggest fan of all, all that sort of stuff it feels uh it feels like you're disrespecting the pit. You know what I mean? I feel like you should be fucking throwing down and that's it. You should just be going hard and like doing all this crazy shit. It was like, yeah, kind of got over it. Wall of Death is okay every now and again. I don't think a Neck Deep will ever do a Wall of Death. We're not really a Wall of Death band, but. When we were young fest. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. For a, yeah, do it for a part of me. Do it for December. Yeah. Um, but nah, I'm uh, these days definitely not. I'm not trying to get anyone too fucked up. Who goes harder, the UK or America? Generally, I'd say the US. Sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. What region? Oof, I would say East Northeast. Coast. Yeah, Northeast, like Philly, Jersey, New York, Boston. Uh, what is it about that? I think the culture is very heavily embedded in there, and I think... Um, From the drive through days? Probably, and I think just like hardcore as well and punk has always been so prevalent out there i think the 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 show culture of like um you know no barriers stage diving moshing crowd like crowd single like sing along is inherently kind of i'd say there in california anyway i'd say they're slightly different but the east coast definitely feels like has like a bit more grit about it it feels a little harder for sure i think california maybe feels a little bit more like fun and a little bit more like wild but east coast definitely feels like more intense and like maybe even that they like connect with the music more i don't know it's maybe not i don't i don't know but they definitely go harder definitely um philly in particular is one of our favorite cities to play um and Jersey, we always we always kill it in Jersey, so uh, they always tend to be the wildest shows. Florida can be crazy too, but Northeast takes it, I think. You being from the UK, did you have to learn all of these different cities and regions? Uh, yeah, but I'm a bit of a I'm a weird. I, I quite like geography, and I quite like little. I, I like knowing where we are on a map and stuff. So I was, as soon as we like started touring out here, I was like, oh, I know this place and this place, and this place <laughs> is close to this place. And but yeah, it was it was cool. It was nice. Like I'd always wanted to travel America before. Anyway, like yeah. my dream. I wanted to live in America when I was younger, but obviously settled at home now and. 
yeah i mean i've been out here enough to kind of i think have my dose of it but I, my dream is to always like see america regardless of how i did it um i think at one point i was like i could do i could be like a videographer on like a documentary like i'll be a camera guy fuck it like whatever i'll do anything just to travel so um america was always the goal but i've seen so much of it like i've probably seen more of america than most americans and been uh very blown away by it quite a few times yeah weirded out at times freaked out a little <laughs> a little sketched out but uh generally it's uh it's a beautiful place it's um yeah just waking up somewhere different every day is is crazy with that you're recently engaged mm. planning your wedding yep for your honeymoon since you've already traveled the whole world where would you go with your fiance nice we're actually trying to figure this out i'm literally in the thick of wedding planning right now which oh is, are you doing a lot of it now well i say i am i'm, I'm <laughs> um yeah i'm 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 terrible like organization was i'm good at like planning and like ideas i'll be like oh that could be a solution but in terms of like actually doing the like making it happen i'm such a dumb we need a so mechanical bull over there Yes. We need the face painter and the balloon artist. <laughs> Mechanical ball would be sick. I think we're having a silent disco, which will be good. So oh, that's fine. Yeah, the and then so one playlist will be Neve's and then one will be mine. And uh, I, I would assume everyone is going to listen to her playlist because she's just going to pick bangers and I'm probably going to pick weird stuff. So. <laughs> um, Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But sorry, what would the, the where where would you go on your honeymoon? Oh, honeymoon, yeah. Um, we're thinking Australia maybe for like, but for a, for like a month and like maybe go and hang out down there for a little bit. But that seems like a big thing. But I'm thinking 
for maybe even half the price or the same price, we could go to Bali for like a Ooh. couple of weeks. Yeah, that would be like I'm a thinking. quarter of the price. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, That'd be sick. Way cheaper, and we'd probably. It would be more of a honeymoon vibe, I feel like. My girlfriend's going to see this and be like, we have not discussed this yet. She wants to... <laughs> Whoa, she wants to, slow down. <laughs> yeah. She's desperate to go to Australia, but I don't blame her. Um, it is great down there. But um, Bali would be great. Um, anywhere just I can sit and chill by the beach. And uh, yeah, I, I just like... I like being able to swim. So anywhere that I can like jump off some stuff into water, get jet skis, like just lounge about... That'd be great. It'd make a nice change from the pace of touring. Touring's definitely not a vacation a lot of the time. Even when we toured down there and stuff, like we played a show in Bali and it was wild, but like barely saw anything. You know what I mean? It's, I don't really get to, especially when you're doing those kind of tours because they're so back to back and you're flying everywhere. Yeah, you don't get to see too much of it, but you get to see enough where you're like, get get a little taste for things. But yeah, I want to go back and, and do it for real and travel and swim and hang out and sleep in a um i don't know some crazy thing in the trees for like a tenner that would be great <laughs> <laughs> can i have you just scoot that a little closer yeah, man, I, just because of the drums sagging oh shit yeah 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 got you got you what do you think really separates neck deep from other artists what's Ooh. what's your guys x factor because obviously you have your brother who produced this album which is yeah. a huge win mm-hmm. but you can talk to him like your brother yeah but what do you think it is that helps separate you guys from everyone else I don't know man i think i think being from the uk maybe was like an initial like hey what the fuck you know what i mean i think the initial us kind of coming from the uk and coming out here off our own back and playing shows was definitely an initial kind of thing but i don't know maybe it's the message too um i think the thing that fans say the most is that the, the music helps them especially like you know has, has been a soundtrack to the good and the bad times and i think that's one of the most important things is one of the things I think at least since like life's now to get you I've been aware of and and kind of had that in mind when writing stuff um but also I think like a lot of the time I I feel like maybe the odds have been stacked up against us at times you know I think we've been a, a bit of a I don't know if you know what Marmite is Marmite in the UK the most people think it's disgusting, but you either love it or you hate it. It's like Vegemite? Kind of, yeah, it's like Vegemite, oh. yeah. But we say in the UK, like, you either love it or you hate it. I love it for just so you know. But <laughs> we're a bit of a Marmite band, and, like, I think some people, our fans absolutely love us, and I think, like, people who naturally are drawn to this kind of music will love us, but then there's plenty of people who have who have written us off in the past, but our attitude has always been, like, well, fuck you. Like, you know, if you're not with us, like, kind of kick rocks, really, because... I don't know we've got this amazing opportunity like we're from the middle of like nowhere no no one really would have any reason to go to Wrexham or would really care to um and I think for us to have this opportunity it's like we're not going to throw it away for for anyone really and I think that determination and the perseverance and the kind of attitude of just like if you ain't with us then fuck it like I do you think that resonates with people? I feel like when people are fan, like a fan of Neck Deep, they they're a fan for, for I don't want to say for life, but you know what I mean. They'll 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 always find something to connect with us. So I think when something clicks, maybe you'll fall in love with Neck Deep. You know, I don't know. There's there's something there. I don't know personally what it is, but maybe that we help people. Maybe that we're relatable. I don't know, but yeah, I think maybe that we help people. I'd like to think that would be it, or that we've we've. Uh, We've been the soundtrack to some good times and helped people through the bad times. It's kind of 
where my mind is at with it now. I think that's a great mix for any band. Uh, the music that I fell in love with was always music that I could relate to a time and a place and a feeling. And yeah, that's all we ever set out to be. So yeah, no, I don't know. I think uh, maybe that's one for, for the fans would probably be a little better at, uh, at answering, you know, what, what does set us apart from other bands? As far as I'm aware, I'm like we're one band of many you know thousands of bands out there and there's so many good pop punk bands out there right now so i i don't know what would set us apart really maybe maybe the fact that we're english and we're silly maybe that's it maybe it's that simple do you think it's hard for uk artists to break in the u.s yeah it is tough yeah definitely um, did people warn you about that when you were first starting out like there's no way you guys are gonna make it over kind there. of yeah like i think it was kind of like uh, i think i think i think it definitely annoyed some people early days like in terms of I think there was a bit of a reluctance maybe industry-wise of like, these guys aren't for real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't really. And then we came over here and played a couple shows in Florida just on like some cheap flights. Um, to test it out on your own? Yeah, and to go to and to go to go Universal and Disney World and just like, <laughs> let's go hang out. And then honestly, we booked all that stuff before we booked any shows and just super last minute. And That's I think, so funny. Yeah, that was honestly one of the smartest things we ever did. And the footage from those shows like, was the thing that I think got us a record deal. Um, and I think people started taking us a bit more seriously then. So yeah, I think when we came out here, that was when people were like, well. At those shows, how were you promoting? Was those like pure volume? This? Um, maybe Bandcamp at that point. Facebook, I'm assuming it would have mostly been on. I think like that was probably our biggest platform at the time was probably Facebook and Bandcamp. I think like after MySpace, were you on MySpace? Neck Deep wasn't on MySpace, but I was on MySpace, and I like had band. Well, I didn't have any bands on MySpace, but my brother Seb had bands on MySpace and did the whole yeah MySpace. Check us thing. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when MySpace kind of dropped off, it was sad because it was like, oh damn, the the other social media platforms don't really support music that well. Um, so Facebook and Bandcamp was how we were doing it. Yeah. You guys sold more physical copies than any other record of yours in the UK. Nice, cool. And on the UK's indie record shops week list. Okay. Is that surprising? Like, are you like, holy shit? Being from such a small town? Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get too, I've made the mistake in the past though, I think of being too caught up on, I don't know if this is gonna sound fucking crazy, but. <laughs> uh, Feel it! Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Um, I've been maybe too caught up in the past on like chart positions and all this sort of stuff. And um, does that really even matter anymore? No, that's well, that's exactly what I learned was just like it doesn't matter. They like all that matters is that your fans resonate with it. Like so much of that stuff is is so out of your control. And especially now with like we were doing pretty well in the charts. I think we were like second under Green Day for a minute, and then it's just like you have. Harry Styles and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift always comes along and fucks us up every time. And um, yeah, it's just one of the. It's it's not important. Like it would be it would be great one day to have a number one to say yeah I've got I've got it I did it. But I think ultimately there are some unbelievable bands that never even come close to having a chart anything you know. Um, it'd be nice, but yeah, I think I think from my own experience chasing that stuff can kind of lead you down a bit of a rabbit hole and i think it's better to just do you to do you do it for fans more than anything 
do you, was this the self-titled album because this is neck deep yeah we we had a bunch of good album titles i thought anyway like <laughs> what was, had, which one of your favorites <laughs> i had asses to the masses was i was dying for that one i was like i would have died on a hill for that um but we had honestly probably was another good one but then we thought that sounded too much like honestly honestly which is or or maybe it was a say anything album or i think it is i can't remember uh, say anything yeah is it saying it i think it is say anything and what else did we have um we had it won't be like this forever we were kind of playing with that for a little bit um oh godspeed little sinner was another one but it was like nah, nah, nah. and then we suggested uh just the self-titled and if there was ever going to be a record that we did it like kind of going back to our roots and kind of doing something that was so true to ourselves and sure let's play the self-titled card <laughs> and it's kind of worked out quite nicely um it's maybe given us like a nice basis i think yeah uh almost like a yeah it's a, a little statement from us of, of where we feel like we're at as you know like us saying like this is who we are and how we want to sound and how we want to do things so yeah made sense but i'm still pushing for asses of the masses asses to the masses next album uh, next one asses to the masses part two i think it needs to be called part two because it can't yeah this is this is in the back of my mind this album's kind of called asses to the masses kind of that's what we're gonna it. call it on the on the download yeah if fans want to start calling it that then cool i'll, I'll take that as a win the rest of the band will hate it but i'll take it <laughs> what's something that the fandom would be surprised about of the inner workings of neck deep Ooh. I don't know. I think we're all we're we're a relatively like independent band to be honest. Like we have we have management and we have a label, but we are pretty hands on with like almost every element of the of the uh, of of Neck Deep. Like we have all our own merch, so all of our merch is like very much handled by us. And um, yeah, every single decision is is made by us and how we do this. So it's a, it's a pretty tightly run ship and we all kind of call the shots and everyone kind of has their um their kind of area that they're kind of good you know that they're good with to be honest sam is definitely the our guitarist is like definitely the uh i don't know every band needs like that guy like the guy who like has a handle on finances and uh just like general projections and just like how things operate and like sam is sam's like super super on it with that shit and like runs it in a way that we're like super happy with as well because i think sometimes you know it can be it, that that sort of stuff can like get weird within bands but like we're very happy for sam to be the guy that like has his facts straight and knows what he's doing palsy our drummer is like well he was our guitar uh guitar tech sorry he was our drum tech for a long time um and so was a real key part of like touring crew so in terms of like tour logistics and like relationships with various people just through touring like he's super on it with that sort of stuff said but obviously a, a, a great producer and like can do all of the audio side of things west does a lot of our design stuff does a lot of our merch stuff and is does a lot of our stage setup and things like that and then generally i write the songs and kind of have a creative vision and kind of i'm across a few things but for the most part just kind of i think i don't know if it's my unique kind of position because excuse me <coughs> um my kind of unique position is because like i started the band and like thinking that like i don't know the 
I have a strong eye for what I think neck deep should be, and I think everyone everyone in the band does. But I think it's, I think yeah, that's all I'm relied on. <laughs> Maybe for I'm not really. In all honesty, I probably do the least out of everyone. <laughs> I write the music, uh, or at least I write the lyrics and and have a. I would say I produce the the records alongside Seb and, and and stuff as well. I'd say that's probably where I have my most involvement. But for the most part, I'm maybe a the a creative you know uh, soundboard i guess and yeah i do very little to be honest i i i scrape by with the fact that i <laughs> i write the lyrics i'm barely in the band <laughs> yeah honestly sam sam and pals and 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 seb bust their asses so so does west to be honest they, they all bust their asses sam sam and sam and pals especially are like very much the logistical dudes within the band but dude i i i do very little i'm uh yeah just a bit this the big head i'm just like cool yeah and then the shows too like again i and i think i have the spirit of neck deep I, it, within me to know like what feels right for the band and what doesn't you know what i mean um so yeah i try not to be too like um too weird about things either i don't like i don't like kind of being the one who's in control of stuff or anything like save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's why I'm very happy to kind of be like, let me have the music let me have fun on stage let me have the music and um yeah with you being the creative guy where does your creative process start for the songs is it just you singing a harmony recording a voice memo are you writing the lyrics and then trying to figure it out from there i always go off and just feel of like whatever the instrumental is it's usually seb or sam or whoever coming to me with or coming to the band with um an idea for a song like a rough guitar yeah basically usually just rough guitars or like sometimes I'll, I'll come up with a little something and i'm always just like looking for a song that feels like something that reminds me of something that like you know sometimes it's worth sticking out with songs and trying to figure out what they're about and trying to get that hook out of them but for the most part i think the best songs kind of jump out at you and they just make sense immediately and you kind of have a sense of what they should be about immediately so that's kind of what i'm always looking for and kind of keeping my ears open for um but it's always a musical bed and then we'll kind of get a rough musical bed down so that then i can put vocals on it and, and write some lyrics and then that will kind of define the the rest of the direction of the songs but how long um, does it take for you to rework those lyrics are you just constantly ever changing it depends man honestly sometimes it depends on the song like sometimes sometimes it can take a night sometimes it can take a week sometimes it can take months sometimes you put it away and then come back to it later and it all clicks you know um there was a point on the record where um i was really struggling to write a couple songs i think it was go outside and they may not mean to um and i was like kind of in a bit of a you know maybe hit a bit of a wall with things in the studio and just did like a just just a little bit of mushrooms and i was like went like sat in the studio all day just like very 
just introspective, got a very good perspective on the record, kind of made sense of a lot of stuff, listened over to stuff, listened to other people's ideas, went home and wrote those two songs pretty much, just like straight up, just flew at me. So I don't know, whatever you can do to kind of, I think so much of it is mentality. Yeah. So much of it is like putting pressure on yourself. Um, and maybe to an extent like writing or like holding back, I feel like maybe is 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 where I sometimes uh, I stumble and I think I get in, I, I kind of get stuck. So I think that experience helped me, you know, not hold myself back so much and kind of just was like, be honest and, you know, say how you feel. And especially on a song that's like, t- um, they may not mean to, which is like kind of about my parents. It's like, I want to do this right. I don't want to just like, you know, shit on my parents. I love them. So, but like, how do I write a song that like describes that relationship? And yeah, I feel like that helped get it there. And then with Go Outside as well, I think I wrote the bridge for that bit and I absolutely love the bridge in that, in that song. It just reminds me of like kind of mid noughts, like, uh, like kind of emo post hardcore almost. It's like the, it's like I fell through the trap door. That bit was sick. And I remember writing that and kind of being a little spaced out, like, yes, this is going to fucking rip and just being stoked. And you're always looking for that too. Like, you you know when you have a little breakthrough with a song because you start, honestly, it feels like anxiety sometimes when I get a good idea. I'm like, fuck, this is a good idea, shit. Like, I need to do something with it. Um, and I was kind of getting a little bit of that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all, you know, you got to take your time with it. Be patient and, go easy on yourself and don't hold back I think is what I learned through writing this record for sure were all of these songs written for this record or were any of them pulled from other demos um I'm trying to think actually no I think most of these were like a new batch I don't think we've dug too deep on some also I mean um sort yourself out was an idea that Seb's probably had for like a couple years at least maybe some of the songs are like two three years old because um you know, we had like we had shut the fuck up too, and like that probably could have gone on the record, but we maybe felt like it was like a little, a little too long in time bef- between putting that out and putting the record out. Um, but they, some of these songs were like part of that batch of writing. I'd say the first stuff we got was like shut the fuck up, and then like heartbreak. Um, it won't be like this. We kind of started playing around with then. So some of them are kind of old. Some of them are like three, th- maybe pandemic. Some of them may be written, but a good amount of them were written. Um, kind of a couple months before the record maybe when we had the chance to get together and 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 flesh them out a bit we shut the fuck up released solo from just you guys without a label yeah yeah so that was that was a a cool period like we're back on hopeless now we we you know we're 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 re-signed i guess sorry um and it's cool because you know i think labels now yeah it's so different from when you first started it is very different yeah and I think again with labels what's important is having a good relationship there i don't think major labels have never been an option for us i don't think like heard way too many horror stories on that front and um you guys just never wanted to test it nah just heard too many horror stories and like dipped our toes in the water a little bit and even just by like speaking to people in that world it's a completely different game really so um we definitely toyed with going independent for a little bit uh, and we obviously really shut the fuck up and we have all of our merch rights and stuff and oh wow yeah so, that's cool yeah uh which is crucial you know it means that we we can we can sustain ourselves um outside of the music as well because like god making money off the actual music is pff, 
good luck yeah you know unless unless you're on some crazy tailored deal with a streaming service or you know you're a, just a gigantic 10 12 15 million plays a month or whatever like um then you're probably not going to make a whole bunch off streaming um or, or not a significant amount compared to what merch does anyway so that's very good for us to have and we're in a like you know we're in a, a good relationship with hopeless now i think labels are really beneficial um as long as it's mutually beneficial you know i think um the, the just throughout musical history labels have notoriously been sketch here and there so i think as long as you trust the people you're working with as long as the deal is solid and uh, there's a mutual respect and a good working kind of relationship there and there's no reason you know it's kind of like if it ain't broke don't fix it for us we could have gone independent but it would have been quite a big shake-up it would have been a lot of time and effort on our parts and like i said i don't think sam could <laughs> take any more admin um so yeah i think uh, it, it could be something that we look to do in the future um the option's always there but i think working with a label that's going to work hard for you and um you know just generally you know people that you trust as well is is all good so with this new album did anyone say anything about it that you were stoked about or reach out to you like ben this is fucking killer yeah. well hopper mark hoppus was the he said about bricks he said it was his anthem of the year on his show I was wow like, wow that's crazy i mean long way to go 20 24 yet but um yeah and he was just stoked on the record generally like sent in the record and was very very stoked with it he ended his interview by saying we're gonna write music together so has that happened? I'm waiting yet? for that call. No, I'm waiting for the call. But we've 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 chatted a little bit online since. I think I think I think maybe you know this record will put us back on on Mark's radar. And if at the very at the very least, that's that's all I can hope for to get some, you know, a nod from someone that yeah, I one of my my biggest influences is um, yeah. Those we're on the right path for sure. We're doing the right thing. So uh, yeah, and just generally yeah, everyone. I don't think anyone's really well. No one's gonna say anything bad about it. I hope come at me, but <laughs> everyone's been very nice. And um, I mean, it's yeah. a killer album. Yeah, I think if you like pop punk and you know and you know the genre and you know the scene, I think you'll know that like this is even if I, if I do say so myself, it's <laughs> it's pop punk done well. I think if there's one thing we do know, it's again the genre pop punk is a very fine line. It can be. It can it can very easily suck, but it can very easily be fucking some of the best shit. Like the most emotive, just like energetic. Like there's something about it when it's done right. It's like ah, I don't know if it's just me, but it it, it some just something happy happens in my brain, which is nice. So I think we need to we we know the difference between good pop punk and shit pop punk. And I think even though we've probably straddled both sides of that for sure, <laughs> um, I think this is us doing it well so back in the day a big positive or perk would be going on mtv mm. what would be that today damn is it a spotify playlist yeah i guess yeah i think we've been on a couple play that, that that stuff does help but um i don't know Does i don't really know there's anymore? not like like any sort of live show. i guess maybe like a late night show occasionally like uh have you ever done any i think we were on carson daily once but we weren't like on the show they just played a live performance of ours which is 
kind of cool i guess yeah got a random check for that once which was cool i like came in and it was like in this big like american envelope and it came through my door and it was like you've got a check from america <laughs> and in the bank like yeah i was on tv um but now nah, we haven't done any of like the the live shows yet but that'd be good i think yeah maybe just doing like know any sort of televised event would be cool we were on fox news once performing live no 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 i think it was literally just like local fox news in oklahoma oh that's so on warp tour yeah there was like it's like warp tour like warp tour oklahoma like you know this is probably the most interesting thing that's happened here in 10 years or whatever his neck deep or whatever and i was like Hey, I'm Tulsa. on the fucking news. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking. I can't even remember what I said. It was one of those things. I think they probably showed like a second of it on the news or whatever. I was also on the BBC News one time as well when the first shows after COVID started happening. We played like the pilot festival download. Did like a like a quite a restricted test festival, and we got to play that. And I sat and talked to him for like ten minutes, and then they again they used like. 10 seconds of the thing i was like sick still kind of <laughs> we cool. did it so yeah maybe making it on the news would be cool but um i don't know i don't know yeah do you have but, a favorite warp tour memory it would be hard to pick a favorite warp tour in general i've been i've been feeling nostalgic about warp tour recently i've been thinking it's it's probably due a comeback i think you know there's there's been a few things that have tried to fill its fill fill the void that it kind of left and i think a lot of them are really cool i think you know obviously when we were young was great sad summer does does something cool every year so but i do think warped was like the ultimate it was the the place like that was how many uh, years did you do on it we did three okay we did three uh we we played like a one-off on one of them so we can technically say we did four but we did three full warps and they're the longest hardest tours you're likely to do especially for crew and like merch and stuff insane man like two months straight probably like 50 something shows maybe more i'm pretty sure at one point we had a stretch of shows that was like two weeks and no breaks whatsoever and that's for like everyone working the festival it's like insanely hot but so much fucking fun man like the most fun like you will that's where you'll make all of your friends for the next like 10 15 20 years is by doing warp tour and who'd you get the closest with um i got really close to dan from real for the real friends uh he's the old singer from real friends but uh obviously all the state champs guys got very close with them uh ella meadows who uh used to sing for transit uh i got very close with and she's awesome um we talked a lot about lyrics and um, songwriting, and I think connect very much on a similar level. And that's, we look for the same sort of thing out of lyrics, I think. Um, yeah, those are, the, those, are the, those are the people that sort of stick out, but there are so many other people as well that like, people who are working for like a brand or like merch guys or like people working with nonprofits and stuff like this. So you make, you make connections everywhere you know uh one of my favorite things actually if i if i maybe did have some favorite warp tour memories not specifically that i can think of oh actually one has sprung to mind seeing 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 my boy jake willard getting double choke slammed through a table was awesome wait what yeah <laughs> where it is what it is uh, just just in the back just like where everyone's hanging out like just 
around the back of the buses just like were they goofing yeah yeah oh, it was oh. just we were all hanging yeah 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 it wasn't it, it wasn't a natural like bar fight no that would be dope but wait nah. you're into wwe right a little bit i'm okay. i'm i'm, I'm, I'm I vicariously follow uh, WWE through West, even though he's dropped off a little bit recently too. But yeah, loosely. I loosely know what's going on, yeah. Got it. Because yeah. someone was talking about you writing a song for one of the wrestlers. Oh, maybe at some point. I know West is like relatively well-connected with um, with some wrestlers. Seth Rollins came to one of our shows once, which was sick. And we were all getting tattooed backstage and he was hanging out. He was like pouring beers down people's throats while we were getting tattooed and he was like <laughs> yeah, i think he was injured at the time maybe so yeah uh but yeah uh a lot of the wrestlers that we've met have actually been really cool a yeah. lot of them like definitely fuck with pop punk and just like alternative music in general is big so um yeah been lucky enough to meet some some nice wrestlers still yet to meet uh yet to meet steve austin he's the he's the i want to meet steve austin or foley then i'll be oh my god foley yeah Mick foley would be unreal i don't think he's coming to a pop punk show anytime soon but <laughs> i don't think steve austin is either but i'll take seth i'll take seth <laughs> who are the artists that you really grew up with like those pop punk bands that yeah. you really cherished close to you um new fan, aside from blinks obvious blink and green day are obvious but um the starting line was super, super, super influential. Um, Fallout Boy, the first two Fallout Boy records were super influential to me as well. Newfound Glory, actually, probably above those two. The first two Newfound Glory records, even Catalyst as well, was like a super important record for me. Um, yeah, I went through the the whole, the old, the, well, Four Year Strong. I love Four Year Strong when I was growing up too. Were you lurking um, on AbsolutePunk.net? I wasn't, man. No, I was. Seb was my. I Seb was my conduit for my music. Like a lot of the time, because before I started Neck Deep, like Seb was very much the, like he was way more well known than I was for for anything, and was had been in bands locally. I was just Seb's brother. Everyone just knew me as Seb's brother, basically. Um, At what point did you start singing? Uh, probably when I was about fifteen or sixteen, maybe. Um, so yeah, I think when I started like kind of writing little acoustic songs, he was encouraging that. And I was always around him writing music for bands and like recording bands and stuff. Um, so, but with music, Seb, like I would, me and Seb would kind of find the same bands and kind of bounce them off each other. Valencia were another big one yeah, as well. I absolutely Shane. used to love Valencia. Yeah, that was like a super important record as well. There was a bunch of UK pop punk bands back in the day. Page, Me Versus Hero was sick. Used to love With The Punches. Um, and then when the new wave of, of pop punk came along as well with like, I guess, yeah, like, well, Title Fight, I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily say uh, were pop punk, but were a very important band. I love Title Fight around sort of 2010, got into them. And then from there, got into like uh, the US pop punk scene at the time. Transit again, one of those bands, Story So Far, Man Overboard. All that scene was like, yeah, like it felt like it was kind of coming back and it was sick. That was when I think me and Seb were like, wow, okay, sick. People want to fucking listen to pop punk now because in our little town, it was a lot more heavy stuff it was a lot more emo and yeah and then uh, to be honest once the once the our local venue closed it was like no one was really making music in our town so apart from west our guitarist his old hardcore band and and so basically it just pinched members of that band to right to do neck deep really um so yeah I don't, that, that was what we'd always wanted to do ultimately but I think me and Seb both even when you know Seb was in 
uh, little MySpace bands, it was always like, I would rather be in a pop punk band. But I think around about the time we were playing shows, maybe like 2005, six, seven, eight, maybe, it was very much like scene, emo, screamer. So no one wanted to do pop punk. And then 2010 rolls along. It's like, okay, people are into this now. And yeah, took our shot. Did you collect CDs or vinyls or the DVDs, like yeah, the Blinky sure. Urethras? 100%. Yeah, Blinky Urethras, all the CKYs. I literally was in a in a record store yesterday and uh, saw the, they had, well, one of the staff members, because we were in the back room, one of the staff members had gotten all the CKY stuff and I was like, fuck, I wish I had the DVDs of those. They'd be so sick to have. But yeah, definitely still got a good stack of CDs at home. Did you watch the Jackass? yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah super influential in terms of just like dumb fucking outrageous behavior like that was yeah what we live for i kind of grew up being a fucking jackass i was definitely a class clown at school for sure um friends with everyone just kind of fucking around talking to girls just pulling pranks being a being a fool basically and that was definitely inspired by blink and punk rock and skating and jackass and yeah absolutely that was 100 percent. but the probably yeah it's weird to think that like an eight nine ten year old is like watching dudes like shit out of a well to be fair that came later but like doing <laughs> the, the one where he shits in the in the department store yes just goes in and takes a shit in a dry toilet i was like yeah that's acceptable that's funny that's hilarious people <laughs> should do that you know uh so yeah we uh we we definitely had our own kind of jackass moments for sure the future now your wedding planning how are you dividing up that time with touring now yeah i can't be a jackass anymore i can't be fucking pooping off stuff and jumping off stuff that's uh <laughs> not in the not not on the um on the agenda anymore but um now like yeah I, you know i i'm enjoying my my home life is really good i'm just like super comfortable i think like i said i love food i want to do something with food i want to go home and, and just write music and, and be comfortable really it feels like we've had to stop we've stopped grinding now almost like we're not in the grind anymore we're just enjoying our lives so um yeah just want to get married and and yeah hopefully hopefully kids on the on the on the horizon i'm i'm very aware of like how kids could affect touring i don't want to be like like i say my dog's sick now like i don't want to be doing this with a kid you know what i mean <laughs> so it's like um i think there'll come a time where we look at our uh personal lives and maybe have to prioritize that but i think our fans like i say have kind of grown up with us and kind of get it and i think you know a lot of fans will be in that same position and i think we've done enough with previous records and and stuff that we're you know and stuff that we still got in the tank that i think we can be a band for you know another 20 years 20 30 years if we want to like you know whether we're playing to ten thousand people or whether we're playing to you know, a couple hundred people or 10 people, whatever, as long as like we're having fun and, and, and people care enough where we can sustain ourselves. Like we'll just keep doing this for as long as we can. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thank you, man. Guys, go check out the new Neck Deep album. It's going to be linked down below and go see him on tour. How many more dates do you have left? Uh, it's just the like beginning. Three we yeah, we're like a quarter of the way through. So we got, we got time. We got time. We're out till the end of Feb. So we got time. Hell yeah. Cool. Self-titled album. Oh no. My weights. See ya. Thank you. That was sick. That was sick, man. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much. You're a great interviewer. Very natural. Thanks. Just like Thank you so much for watching that podcast with Neck Deep. We also have other videos with Simple Plan, the main state champs, and we have one coming out with the water parks. So hit the subscribe button and let me know what other artists you want to see on. Thank you so much for watching. See ya.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.